This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 8th, episode 2635, brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Happy International Woman's Day. Really? Cool. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. <laughs> This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. As I promised in the shows last week, we would keep you up to date on what's happening with the EHB-1 situation. If you're not quite sure what that is, go back to last Wednesday's episode. We did a special uh, where we talked to a veterinarian about what EHB-1 is, and, and it was downloaded a lot. I know a lot of you listened to that, so go back and listen to that. We'll assume you know what it is by this time, and we'll just give you updates on what's happening in the United States here. I have Kayla on here also, who is joining us. She's on the road today, so she's on her phone. She's the host of the Sales and Breeding episode here once a month. Hi, Kayla. Hello, hello, guys. Well, I have Kayla on here also because she's a rider down here right now training and showing in Ocala, but she's also from the Northeast, and that's where both of these stories are out of. So to give you an update, there is a story out of Pennsylvania. This is New Bolton Center, and uh, we've talked about New Bolton quite a bit here on the show. That's in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, horse country right outside of Philadelphia. Uh, and they had a horse that was euthanized there uh, after being diagnosed with EHB-1, and that was the neurological uh, par- part of EHB-1. And apparently that horse uh, was admitted to the hospital after showing severe signs. A number of exposed horses, uh, a number of horses were exposed there and are now in quarantine, and that's on a farm called On Point Farm, and they're quarantined for 14 to 21 days, and they're taking all the precautions there and everything um so kayla what do you know about that story um i mean basically from what i've heard and there's so many rumors going around so i urge listeners to not just run with the rumors you kind of have to get all the facts because the you know everyone's talking everyone's starting to panic it's like covid all over again um but horsey version and (laughs) The like there's a big rumor that oh my god it's a it's a public barn and everything like that. My impression from what I've talked to because I have a couple clients is that On Point Farm is a private barn, um, but the affiliation with Radner Hunt is through the two people that manage both farms um, are a married couple and one 
is manages Radner and one manages uh, on point and the president of Radner keeps her horses at on point or is on point. I'm, I'm not too clear with that, but I know that's their affiliation, but there are no cases at Radner as of this point. Like, you know, that they, they're not a, directly related. And in, Radner's in, a pretty in, big stable, right? That's a lot of horses. There. Yeah. yeah. Big hunt club, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, big hunt club. They have lessons. They they pony club. They've they've got a little of everything going on there, and um, so. But I actually just had a client come down, and they're staying with me in the house down here, and they didn't bring their horses because of this. They're going to give it a week. They're testing their horses. I mean, Radner's already going above and beyond testing some of their horses. It sounds like, um, and and trying to stay on top of this. I mean, that's all you can do is be smart and just stay on top of it. Um, Before we get into Florida stuff, I did have a couple of people reach out to me who just, you know, don't know a ton about horses. They're new to the horse thing. And they were saying, well, exactly how contagious is this? It's very contagious. Um, You know, you get, you know, horse, uh, you get horse snot on your clothes and then go to a different barn and, you know, a horse, you know, touches that same spot. It's that contagious. That's the reason why, you know, people strip off all their clothes when they leave. They take showers before they go to any other barn. You can't have cross-contaminated anything. It's very contagious. And that's the reason that everybody gets so, you know, excited about this. It's COVID contagious. You know, it's that contagious. Yeah. Um, well, as I was say, we have to treat it like COVID. You know, it's it's just now it's not safe to go to the barn without, you know, sanitizing yourself. Luckily, we all have masks and sanitization products. So what about Doki? <laughs> Does he have a mask? Well, that was, um, I'm going to get to, don't answer that. that because I'm going to get to that. I have a money-making <laughs> idea that we're going to talk about here, the three of us. Ooh. We're going to do this and make a fortune. <laughs> so let's go to Florida first, uh, down where I live in Ocala. So it started coming out that uh, World Equestrian Center was issuing press releases that they might have a horse that was affected in one of the barns because they're showing big time over there right now. And then it, it came out that, uh, in fact, there's what, two or three horses that have been out of barn D that have been infected. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah. So from what I've read, and again, the, the problem is, is they're trying not to cause mass panic, I think. Um, but they do issue a lot of statements is the first two horses are from the same stable, but they were in barn D and they were sick. And now there's a third horse that I don't think has actually been confirmed. They're, they're waiting for the test result on the third horse, if I'm correct. Yeah, and the third and, horse had a very high fever, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but that horse isn't from the same barn, but was in barn D at WEC. So now they're, they've halted everything. I just got an email um, because the, the whole thing was they're not allowing shipping. Um which so means you I couldn't go show there because you keep your horses outside of uh, the World Equestrian Center, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I had to stop showing. Um, I, I got to show last Wednesday on my young horse, and then basically they sent out an email saying ship-ins are no longer um, allowed. You need to scratch from your show your classes. and then But then they, in the same turn, said, but you can get stalls here if you want and stay here. <laughs> and... <laughs> So it was a little bit. So I actually did reserve stalls for this this week. This like as of tomorrow, I could move in. Um, 
just in case. But now with this other horse, I'm waiting just a little bit longer. I'm trying to be smart about it. Plus, if this horse comes back positive, I think they might shut the show down. Because they're um, allowing showing just everybody in Barn D's quarantine, from what I understand. And they have yeah. it quarantined, Jamie. They have fences around. They have guards. I mean, it's quarantined. Yeah, they swarm. Yeah. Swarm, yeah. swarm! Yeah. Um, so, well, this is, I mean, God, it's just like we're, we've dealt with this for people the whole last year, and now we're going through the same version of with horses. So we'll keep you well, up to date. That's where we are again, now. Again, if, if we've learned nothing, it is to aggressively isolate these things right. you know like obviously and and i mean if you're looking at what's going on in europe right now i you know i have a horse that's importing and we're just terrified that they're going to shut down the you know the importation of horses from european yep. countries like it's terrifying so i'm you glad know, that they're in a way it's good that well, covid what happened right now because horses aren't going back and forth from the united states to europe so in a way we've stopped you know they kind are of, they absolutely not are for showing there. though, not because the, the most of the people who are showing can't get over well, here. So we all the European horses are just coming to the U.S. because most of the stuff shut down over there. Oh, so, so they are, just, yeah. They're just going to bring it over, yeah. But I will say, I know I have a couple friends in Wellington, and they said that you know if your horse was imported in the last like X months or something like that or weeks, I, I don't know the specifics. Uh, WEF isn't allowing you to show. And, and like you're not allowed if you haven't entered the show prior to this date, they're not allowing you to enter. So they they're they've shut everything like down to just like you're there. You have to take temperature two times a day. Um, and I think they're doing that over at WEC too. Is like you still have to you have to log your temperatures um, and post them somewhere for the vets to see and and everything like that. But I think it's just being smart and just like down in Wellington, my friend said that they have like a foot bath outside of their stalls and they hack over to the show, but, and they're allowed to still do that because there's no, you know, you're going in, you're showing, you're leaving, they're not touching anything. But when they get back, the riders and grooms wash themselves down. Uh, they have a foot bath set up. Uh, they take their horses temperatures two to three times a day. Um, you know, they're going above and beyond the, well, and I the recommended protocol. Just said she was supposed to go down for a para show this weekend from Ocala. And she was told what she was called by the show yesterday and told she was all packed and ready to go today. And they said, no horses from Ocala are allowed to go to Wellington right now. Yep. So they've yep. shut down the horses from Ocala too. Well, uh, okay. Well, there's your update. That's where we are now. As as Kayla said, don't panic, uh, but be aware. You know, this is on the East Coast so far. We hope it doesn't spread, uh, but it could mean you know some interesting things. If it gets worse, then then the USEF and the FEI might you know might get involved, and and who knows? I mean, we could see what's happening in Europe, but at this point, we're not. I have a brilliant money-making idea here, guys, that the three of us can go in on, and that's horse masks. Uh, I think by, the, you know, it took about a month for masks to be required for humans. It'd be about a month for horses. That gives us time to ramp up and develop horse masks, and we can make them in cool colors, and we can make a fortune. We can make a fortune, guys. It's We can put barn logos on them. Oh, yes. Perfect. Obviously. Everybody loves to their own logo. And we could have it if go you, around their ears. You know, we can make it so it goes up and around their ears <laughs> and doesn't quite fit right like ours. Uh, you know, all that if stuff. You, if you make a prototype, I am more than happy to have Zeus test all of them. And if they survive <laughs> him, that's the one you sell. <laughs> the indestructible... <laughs> 
It would that is the winner. I think Scooter would love it myself. I think he'd prance around and show off, and I think he'd think that's so cool. <laughs> All right, well, Joking there we go. Would only, my big horse, my big horse would only wear the one if it sounded like Darth Vader. It's like, whoo, whoo. You know, it's big and bad. He's so upset right now too because we took. It was already planned for him to have a week off anyway. No, 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 no. I'm going to oh. talk about oh. it in first world problems. So don't, don't <laughs> give right. it away. Thank you, Kayla. Okay, we appreciate you stopping by. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. I love you, Peanut. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. I There's mean, the EHV one first update. World problems are coming up, and and she's already <laughs> written that one, and I loved it. So you're going to have to tune that out. Save that. Am I better? I. Took the game down a bit. Yes, okay. much better. All right, let's do some daily winnies. We promise that we'll do our each one updates at the beginning of the shows as they're as they happen. We'll keep you informed. have auditors with birthdays bonnie major kelly hannigan and Haley johnson happy birthday to the three of you hey we also want to welcome new auditors we have chris wheelwright we have maggie anderson and Haley claus thank you to all of you for becoming brand new auditors if you're not part of the auditor room yet on facebook search for hrn auditors and just request it uh, and we, we're glad that you're here you also have access now to the private post show today we're going to be talking about Jamie's little adventure in Atlanta and meeting the new girlfriend. Uh, right? Auditors will know what we're talking about. My so. brother met a horse girl, and he's dating a horse girl. That's what it's about. But I, you said, like, I'm meeting the new girlfriend. Like, it's not my girlfriend. It's my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> so that's uh, what we're going to talk about in the post show. Uh, and you'll have access to that, too. So welcome, everybody. Well, as I'm sure she's listening to us right now, I would like to give my daily winnie to the queen, the queen of England. This is, this is a horse girl through and through for you. Okay. So the queen, God love her, her majesty, queen Elizabeth. Yeah, and and, right now with the whole and thank Well, thanks for <laughs> Betty for sharing this. So, um, it's to the queen, you know, her husband is in the hospital. But in about 2018 and 2020, she lost kind of her last couple dogs. Um, she's a corgi person, and I think she did have like a, one, uh, like a, a mixed breed. But anyway, she decided that that was enough. Like she she doesn't want to outlive her dogs, or to have her dogs outlive her, and nobody to take care of them. So she decided she was not going to be nobody getting any dogs. <laughs> Uh, right. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I'll take him anyway. So she, she decided like, okay, well that's it for the dogs. You know, I'm getting up there in age and I'm sure that it was a discussion between her and Prince Philip because you know, he's, he's there as well. And that's a lot of dogs she's had for like a long time, a lot of dogs, a lot of quirkies. That's a lot of hair. Um, so, she, so Prince Philip is in the hospital. And she just got freaking two new corgi puppies while he's in the hospital. I was like, yes, that is a horse chick. That is me. Chad always says every time he goes on a trip, when he comes home, there's more animals. Well, I'm just like the queen. The queen is just like us. Gotta love her. Gotta love her. <laughs> you know Gotta what? She her. has help, though, when the puppies eat 
eat the furniture and pee all over the house. First of all, it must take forever to get out of that castle. Like, your dog has to go. You're lucky you make it outside. It's, uh, yeah, first of all, problems. My house is so big. <laughs> um, but just keep in mind, I mean, I just think that it's awesome that basically, like, her husband is in the hospital and she gets two more dogs. <laughs> That's awesome. So, anyway, the, the Buckingham Palace has declined to comment. So, we don't know their names. We don't know anything about them oh, aside from. official statement with pictures. But they have to wait to get the professional photographer in to get the pictures done. Well, and maybe they should wait till Prince Philip gets home because, like, I don't know. <laughs> Make him at least look like he's a part of the decision, but we all know it's all about the queen. Yeah, we're wishing him the best. He's been in there a while. He's been in for like 15 yeah. days or something. I know, but he had a and he's 99. Yeah. <laughs> he's, they're, they're um, I want to remind everybody that Horse Illustrated and Stream Horse TV have partnered to present the International Women's Day uh, conference. That's tonight at 8 o'clock. It's a 90-minute live stream Q&A. It starts um, or t- tonight at 6 o'clock. It's March the 8th. It starts at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. It has six leaders from the equestrian community. We talked about this on Friday. Uh, it's accessible. It's free. You can go check it out. Just go to horseillustrated.com. You'll see a link there. It's called Trailblazing uh, Trailblazing Horsewomen, and you'll find a live stream for that tonight. So there you go. That's what's happening uh, at uh, over there at Horse Illustrated. And as we announced on Friday, they're also going to be doing a once-a-month segment or once-a-month episode with us every month now on the fourth week of the month, uh, fourth Tuesday of the month. Horse Illustrated is going to lead the Who's going to be hosting that? Sarah, who's a longtime right. friend of ours. Sarah's going to be hosting it. So... Uh, I'll probably join in on the first one, but they'll be hosting it themselves eventually here. But uh, yeah, the first one should be this month. So Sarah contacted me uh, a while while ago about uh, the trainer of the year thing. And uh, so I I was like, oh, my God, I am like Horse Illustrated was my magazine as a kid. And and those who have had Horse Illustrated. 70 years. Yeah, there's a centerfold and the centerfold and and in my magazine, Horse Illustrated was a little different than, you know, the other adult magazine. So the centerfold was always a horse and I would always take the horse posters out and like hang them on my wall. You know, like I had every horse that was in the centerfold and uh, I just resubscribed to horse illustrated and I'm so excited to get my first magazine and see what my first centerfold is. Do they still do the centerfold? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. Oh I don't know if they do or if not, not, I'm going to talk to Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Sarah will fix you up. <laughs> <laughs> She's super nice and I'm looking forward to getting, and that means all our Tuesdays and Thursdays have shows again. So uh, because hey. the Mustang took over the other one that was open, and now we have Horse Illustrated with the final one. And we're and moving up in the world. We got Mustangs and Horse Illustrated involved. I, I mean, this is like a big it's deal now. Crazy! It's crazy. Well, let's do the fact of the day. And now it's time for today's equestrian. Who knew? Fact of the day. Oh, this week we're going to do some celebrities of the week for fact of the day. And today's celebrity, bring that down a bit. Today's celebrity is one of your favorites. Who is it, Jamie? Who's the, I don't know. Who are you talking about today? Vigo. We're talking about Vigo oh, Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, and of course he was in one of your favorite movies of all time. Well, actually, I don't know if Hildago was one of your favorite movies of all time. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. Music was really loud. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> 
So Vigo, uh, you, you I all like know him. Vigo. I do, and I mean, I think I liked him as the king as well. I mean, he, he's he's our king. That's right. Vigo, of course, was known for Hidalgo and Lord of the Rings series, and uh, they were his biggest roles, I would say, probably in his career. And, but uh, you might not know that he came to own three horses from these films. After filming Hidalgo, Vigo bought the paint stallion from the set. It was the first one they used. They used a number of them. Uh, he bought the first one. and God, that's got to be hard to do to switch in and out of horses that are all Overo paint. <laughs> like, try <laughs> to get them I right. They used four or five different ones. Uh, but he liked this one, and he really did like it a lot, so much so that he bought the horse after the movie. Uh, and uh, he, he brought it home, and, and his, the horse's name was TJ. And when the premiere of Odago's, uh, for the premiere of the movie, he rode that horse to the premiere. Uh, so he really did like that horse and kept it, I think, until it died. I don't know if that horse is still alive or not. Probably not. That was a long time ago. Uh, what I didn't know is John Fusco, who's become very popular now as a director, was a screenwriter on that movie, on Yeah, Hidalgo. we talked about it with him. He was, on the, he was in an interview with us. Yes. Well, and he was a screenwriter for that movie, and I didn't know that, but he actually bought one of the other horses in the movie, and he retired it at the Red Road Road Farm, which is an American Indian horse conservancy that he runs. So so there you go. I didn't know that little fact, and of course, he's become very popular now. during his during uh, Vigo's filming of Lord of the Rings, he, he rode two different horses, a Dutch Warmblood and a Chestnut, and he bought them both and brought them home as well. Both of them have passed away now. He said they were 18 or 19 when he bought them. They were really old when they did the movie, apparently, uh, and he brought them home, but uh, they, they have since passed away. Uh, and he actually bought one of the big, a big chestnut that also was used in the movie that hit, that there was a stunt woman that rode that. And she liked that horse so much, he bought it for her. So uh, he actually bought a third horse out of that movie as well. So he's bought a lot of horses from movies that he's liked. And uh, there you go. That's awesome. I mean, come on. I'm sure he he didn't get a good deal on him, so way to go. Well, you guys heard Mandy on the show co-hosting on Friday. She lives in a little town in New York City, up in the upper state of New York. Not New York City, upper state of New York. And apparently that's Vigo's hometown, and he still comes back and lives there part of the year, so he's seen around town all the time. And I said, geez, don't tell Jamie that. She'll be inviting herself over. What's the name of the town? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the name of the town. It's upstate New York. But she said, yeah, he's been spotted over town he comes into restaurants and stuff so i mean hey i mean not a, just his but i think it was the green the green book that i was oh my gosh that was so good he's how old is he he's got to be around my age isn't he 50s yeah i guess so yeah what hell taco was a long time ago wasn't it <laughs> yeah it seems like a long time ago he was so good we finally after all these years i broke down i never liked lord of the rings because i thought they were boring but we were oh it was one of the times we were camping we downloaded them all and it was like okay we're gonna watch these while we're camping i actually got through them all i watched them all you got through them all or you enjoyed them all i got through them all i semi enjoyed them all uh, oh, but I got gotcha. through them all. They got to admit they were long in parts. Oh, they they, I mean, yeah, you know, but uh, they're a long they're time like going story. places. And you know how I feel about that. 
Why don't you read the books and see how slow that stuff? Oh, I tried the books when they came out. I got 10 pages in and that was it. I know you can't handle that. (laughs) But if you like Vigo, go watch the green book because, oh my gosh. I mean, I think he won an Oscar for it. So it's really one of those guys that has aged well too. He's like the Sean Connery, you know, he's just aged well. He looked good then. It looks good now. Makes me sick, actually. <laughs> don't be a hater. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. What? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of hate him for that. Uh, so I had a chance to catch up with Michael from Kem and Equine about good and bad inflammation. Inflammation can be both good at times and both bad at times. And I had a chance to catch up with him and discuss inflammation. Let's take a listen to that. I have Michael back with me from Kem and Equine, and Michael, in the past, we've talked about inflammation, and, you know, despite how we think about it, inflammation does have benefits, and I I was thinking about that. How do we identify when inflammation goes from being beneficial, you know, doing the job that inflammation is supposed to do, to being harmful? Well, you know, that's a, a great topic to discuss. Inflammation has an important role in the immune function and dealing with healing. We can use that example of like us getting a cut. So say we walk too close to the barbed wire fence and we get a nick on our skin. As it begins to heal, it gets red, it gets puffy, it starts to itch a little bit. Well, this is where inflammation is beneficial. It's bringing these immune cells, these other mediators that are rushing to that area, and it's really going to help deal with infectious elements such as bacteria or viruses that might have made it into the body. And it's also an important part of that healing process. I also like to use the kind of that reference of your horse. You turn your horse out, you know, in the morning from the stall. It's been cooped up all night. It runs out there and it's kind of bucking and snorting, slips in the mud, and suddenly it hyperflexated the joint. So you get that swelling in that joint. So this is an example of acute or short-term inflammation. It's very localized. It's very small or limited to, limited to a specific area. And it's very beneficial to the health of that animal. When inflammation changes from being beneficial to being harmful is when it becomes chronic, it's long-lasting, or it's systemic, so it starts to spread throughout the whole body. So it's really about this homeostasis, finding a balance. We want enough of an immune response to help heal, but we don't want to overstimulate that immune system where it starts to have issues with throughout the rest of the body. One of your focuses at Kem and Equine is gut health. We've talked about that many times before, but so what's the connection between gut health and inflammation? Well, it can really start with leaky gut syndrome. When we're talking to horse owners about leaky gut, we often get asked, how does that leak, uh, you know, result in allergies or laminitis or these behavioral changes? Suddenly our horse is a little bit more irritable than normal. And the connection, in fact, is that systemic inflammation. When the cells that make up the lining of that intestine are damaged, those tight junctions, think of it like Velcro that holds these cells together. When those get impacted, leaks begin to form. This can allow all kinds of pathogens or foreign particles to enter that bloodstream. If it's a small leak, or if that leak is very localized, it's very short term, then we notice that acute inflammation. And as we talked about, the immune system can go to work in protecting that animal from further harm. But what happens if that leak is larger or it lasts for an extended period of time? That immune system continues to amplify its response which can result in that systemic inflammation. There again, it's in the bloodstream, so it's spreading everywhere. Those inflammatory cytokines that are released by the immune system in response to that leak, they begin to get spread all over that body, and that can result in symptoms like skin allergies, laminitis, and a lot more. 
That's how leaky gut syndrome can be an underlying condition for many other health issues or those performance concerns that we see in horses, production livestock, humans, even pets. So how can us horse owners prevent leaky gut syndrome and everything that it results in? You know, there are several management and nutritional approaches that we can actually take. Stress is one of those main causes of leaky gut syndrome. So things like extreme temperatures, not just hot, but as we saw here in Texas last month, that cold. Diet changes, exercise, trailering, um, really anything that takes that horse out of its comfort level, which seems to be about everything. So exposure to some of those stressors, they're going to be inevitable. We simply need to look for better ways to help manage the impact those stressors actually have. Next, make sure that you're actually feeding the gut. Give it nutrients needed to maintain that protective barrier. And also, if you have a healthy barrier, you're absorbing more nutrients. This helps lead to peak health and performance. Kim and Equine has a number of solutions that can improve the health and function of the gut. Some good examples of this would be Butyprol's EQ. So it's the first product of its kind on the market. And this is going to provide supplemental butyric acid and zinc that really helps strengthen the intestinal tract of that horse. Second would be Clostat. Now, this is a really a proprietary, it's this patented strain of Bacillus subtilis. It's a probiotic, and it's been developed to help kind of create this natural defense against harmful equine-specific path, uh, pathogens and bacteria. And this includes a variety of Clostridium species. These products are nutritional solutions, so they're not drugs. The best result, though, comes from a combination of better management practices, managing that stress, improve nutrition, and getting really proactive with your vet. So find out what that problem is, resolve the problem, and then maintain a healthier horse. So where can, where can we as horse owners get these ingredients that you're talking about? So Kim and Equine is an ingredient company, and we work with a wide array of top feed and supplement companies that can bring these solutions directly to you, the horse owner. We suggest reaching out to your preferred feed or supplement company and ask if they're not already formulating with these ingredients. Um, and you can also visit kemin.com slash equine. That's K-E-M-I-N dot com slash equine. You can click the buy now, and that'll take you to a page that has all of the feed and supplement companies that we're currently working with and what products contain what Kemin technologies we offer. Additionally, if you want to hear our previous segments from Horses in the Morning, including the one on full body inflammation, please visit www.kemin.com slash EQ podcast. That's K-E-M-I-N dot com slash E-Q podcast. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Well, it is an empowering day for women. That's right. Every year, March 8th is designated as the day for International Women's Day. And uh, Deanne's going to come on to talk about an article that you guys wrote about it. Hi, Deanne. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Talk to me a little bit about the article that I believe you wrote. Well, so, I mean, yes, but also to clarify, um, the video in the article is from FEI, and they are accredited because every year they do an awesome video montage or slideshow for International Women's Day. Um, So, you know, I don't believe in completely reinventing the wheel. So we embedded their video, which is just awesome. And if you watch it, you know, of course, it's got... 
uplifting music in the background and amazing women doing amazing things on horses and with horses. So of course you get all like for and watching it, but um, mm-hmm. no, but the article itself is, you know, looking to recognize women on international women's day and everyone from, you know, the top women in their field, like BZ Madden and Mandy McCutcheon or like Kendall Lonsign to all the ones behind the scenes, like the coaches, the breeders, the trainers, the veterinarians, the farriers, you know, and there are like so many different women who contribute to the equestrian industry, the, you know, podcasters, <laughs> the editors that maybe we don't see in the headlines, but who really work to make the equestrian industry what it is. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I think Google did a similar video for women. And and yeah, I, you can't watch things like this and not get choked up. You know, my brother, his least favorite scene in Avengers Endgame is where all the women come together and march across the field to take down Thanos. And that is my favorite part of the movie. And they just don't understand it. (laughs) It's a powerful woman moment. We need it. Anyway, um, yeah. So if you watch this video and not get emotional. Oh, sorry. Oh. My husband's trying to use the computer behind me, and I just totally turned it off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is just even better. (laughs) Like he's like using it. I just took the mouse from him and and closed what he was (laughs) opening because I was covering the video, and I'm trying to watch the video. So uh, definitely go check that out at horsenation.com if you want to get all emotional and and feel uh, empowered as a woman. Uh, What are some of the other stories you guys have? Um, you know, we have a couple of fun ones. One of them's a, we always have a couple of fun ones, right? But like one of them is a throwback to, um, an article that Kristen Kovach Bentley wrote that just cracked me up and it's equestrian, you know, confessions. I read Western and I don't love bling. Which I mean, I didn't know that those people exist, but if anybody's going to not love bling, it's going to be Kristen. Well, and she and I were laughing about it. She was like, that article was an entire mood for me for like years where she was like, <laughs> I was like the anti-bling person. <laughs> and I have to say, I also ride Western and I too don't love bling, but I don't think it was a mood. I think it just manifests itself in how I dress myself and my horse. Do they even <laughs> let you on a showground if you don't have With- bling? Well, it depends on your discipline, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're out sh- mountain shooting and uh, all, you know, actually, do mountain shooters they wear the old fashioned costumes from the 1800s? No, not anymore. No? I mean, they quote unquote do, but um, it's morphed a little bit and it's looking like you, you, if you're not wearing, as a female, if you're not wearing a dress or like a skirt, you still have to wear chaps or chinks. So, um, and a Western shirt. But that leaves things pretty open, right? Because Western shirts, and we're talking like it has a clasp at the wrist and a clasp and a clasp at the collar, um, can get pretty blingy. And the chaps are mm. people are doing amazing work with chaps. Oh, where they're like dollars on those custom chaps. They're crazy. Oh, easy, yeah. easy. And they're like, and I totally, you know, have chap envy over like the ones with like the shiny leather chap and all the fringe. So it gets blingy. But I want to say. And you do see people with, like, their crystal, like, bedazzled conchos and stuff and tack. But I feel like in mounted shooting, you see it a bit more in chaps and holsters because those are your real accessories, right? Well, and the holsters Mm -hmm. across your chest, right? So it pretty much covers the entire shirt anyway, right? 
waist like mine just goes around my waist and some people have the shoulder strap it just depends on your style but yeah so you you see the bling there but i don't feel like in mounted shooting you see the bling in the same way that you see it like in the western pleasure world (laughs) where like the show jackets are all crystal I love this article because it <laughs> it has a picture of Kristen that is from high school, I think, or college. High school or and, college, I think. And she's riding, and she, her comment is, "This glitter shirt still haunts me." <laughs> and she is like back in the day when somebody was like, "You have to put on something shiny," and so she's wearing something shiny and clearly hates it. But I it's, love it's so I love understated like, for that. I know, yeah. and I love that she's like, I got it off of eBay for $50, and the thing, like, glitter-bombed every other p- article of clothing I own. Snowed glitter. She said she, there's still glitter on her saddle. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Fantastic. See well, it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the fast one we were going to talk to is, uh, tell me about the 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 horse girl fashion, well, now that we're was, talking about glitter. Right, hilarious, right? Like, talk about a perfect segue, and I don't know that I even planned it that way. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, uh, this horse girl street fashion was based on a TikTok video and it's really just this series of clips as are all TikTok videos, at least to my, like, too old for TikTok understanding, (laughs) of like horse girls at horse shows, like heading out to feed their horses in the morning. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So it's them like schlepping their hay and grain in their like sometimes muck boots, sometimes kicks and like their pajama pants and sweatshirts and barn jackets, which like, let's get real. That's how most of us feed our horses in the morning. I fed this morning before the show in pajama pants and uh, slippers and a um, what is this? What kind of shirt is this polar fleece? That's hot pink. you're rocking it today (laughs) oh man i I don't know how my husband can keep his hands off me in the morning because i'm so hot and i like don't have my horses at home right so i can't even imagine what it would look like if i did but when i do go to horse shows you know you you get up early and before you do anything else you go and like feed and tend to the horses and for me that often means it was a late night the night before so Mm -hmm. you know your horse friends are your good friends when you can like roll out and I'll see each other like barely with your cup of coffee, but man, we're feeding our horses. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Deanne, this is awesome. Everybody can go to horsenation.com to see these videos or to read these stories. And, uh, we appreciate you coming on and hope you have a great week. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thanks Deanne. Thanks Deanne. I saw, uh, Deanne was out skiing with her family over the weekend. They're big skiers. Oh yeah. That was, they look like they were having a lot of fun. I gotta ask you, does anybody in the horse world have any first world problems that we need to talk about today? There might be a few. Okay. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. All right. Well, remember that if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. That is like the life you live. Um, But I would also like to say, 
Uh, Glenn, if if somebody wants to participate and give uh, our their first world problems to us to talk about, how do they do that? Well, they can also help support. By doing that, you're helping support the Horse Radio Network and the shows and the hosts here. Uh, and you can help support the network by going to horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and there's an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you can become an auditor. And it's in the auditor Facebook room that all the magic happens, like we post for the first world problem. Uh, we post for some giveaways. We do special videos in there, like I'm probably going to be doing one tonight. Uh, so, yeah, that's where they can do it. And uh, you also help support the hosts and uh, keep the shows going here. All right. And you can go to, yeah, like you said, horseradionetwork.com. I'm, I'm reading these, and, I, and there's a follow-up that because I was very confused. Uh, Ursina, bless her up. heart. Well, you did. You also asked for horse first world problems and you need to keep it separate because he was like, what's your first world problem? And what is your horse? My name is so-and-so and and my breed is so-and-so and and my problem is so-and-so. Well, you can't like do one or the, it needs to be one or the other. Yeah, well, it was my first time and I I was afraid that no horses would want to give us their problems, see? but You choked. uh, I was tired. I (laughs) I, I couldn't get it last night, get them really late. So, you know, whatever. Um, but Ursina had a problem and it required a follow-up question, which is always entertaining. And she said, my horses are shedding, but I ultrasound scanned use this weekend. And now my arms are black and blue. And so I can't groom my horses. Does she and I was sheep? like, say what? And I said, I need, I need you to explain. And she said, the sheep jump and oh. kick, which mean my arms gets caught between the sheep and the handling system. And I'm like, are you rectaling sheep to like ultrasound them? Because it's a horse person. That's what I was thinking. She's like, my hand, my arms really hurt because I got slammed in the panel like 50 times. And then finally she puts uh, the scanning probe goes to the left of their udder. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's <laughs> like, if you're rectal ultrasounding a bunch of sheep and you're getting blasted, like we need to reconsider life is what you need to do. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> oh boy. So here we go. So we're going to go back to, um, let's, let's start. Let's, let's go to Zeus's first world problem because Zeus had a really big first world problem over the weekend. And um, it included, I wasn't here. And so apparently he decided to escape oh, that's, from Abby house sitting. That's her escape artist Mustang that she adopted. God. I mean, he's driving me crazy. You put him in a stall, he bangs on the wall. You put him on the paddock, he bangs to get back in. It's, it's, he's like a cat. He's like unhappy anywhere you put him unless he's eating. And he has equimetabolic syndrome. He can't eat all the time. It's just it's so frustrating. We need to put him and Scooter out together. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and so his his uh, first world problem is, and I posted a picture. I'll post it in the auditor's room, and it said, the humans are trying to kill me. They're keeping me captive and not letting me live my truth. <laughs> and also, they're keeping the feed room locked. Said help. Zeus. <laughs> Hashtag, damn it, Zeus. 
God, he's exhausting. I mean to tell you, I am. I am just. Um, yeah, when you just when you get report cards from people that are like kind enough to look after your stuff, and then this happens. Um, okay, so Chantel took the horse route, and she says, "My name is Nacho, and I'm a thoroughbred gelding. And my mom just got me a big load of straight orchard grass hay." After feeding this alfalfa orchard for like the last two months, and I cannot deal with such boring hay. <laughs> that horse is not going to eat for a week. <laughs> no, it takes a while. Like, God forbid you give a, a horse just that gets alfalfa. For the good stuff to show up. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, here's Kayla's problem because she was on earlier and she's like, Hi, my name is Doki Du Lorette. I am a cell francais gelding, and my owners have the audacity to give me the week off from showing so I can hack out and rest. And they are clearly unwell because I need to be at the horse show so my fans can see me. <laughs> that sounds like a self saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Carrie says, yesterday I got to ride my friend's lease horse, a three-year-old 18-hand Clydesdale. Oh, wow. That's going to be a really big Clydesdale. She said he was amazing, but his baby brain could not understand that the ray of sunlight in the indoor was not an impenetrable wall. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times have I ridden a horse in the indoor and light comes through and they jump over the like light little area? God, or they have so real much. trouble with the mirror because there's always a mirror in an indoor and they have real trouble with the mirror. One of the Gosh, other. don't turn a horse out in an indoor with a mirror. Um. Alex says spring is almost here. Yay. But I was just getting the hang of riding the winter version of my horse. (laughs) (laughs) Then just think how much better it's going to be in the spring. Um, my name is Laurie says, my name is Laurie's horse says, my name is Firefly and I'm a Mustang and my cheap ass mom bought my new turnout on clearance. So the only color left was Navy and everybody else got pretty colors. And this is so unfair. (laughs) I know I get it too. All my blankets are Navy and Parker gets a red one because that was what was on clearance and he looks fabulous in red. I'm sure the other ones are all jealous. Um, Amy says, I got to leave work and go to the horse park on Friday. Yay! But not for anything fun, just for my vaccine. <laughs> I'll take your place if you don't want to do that. She Isn't said, cool and she got out of the horse park, I, though. <laughs> I know. She did say, yes, I'm grateful for the vaccine. Uh, but that's just to appease you. Robin says, we just got a brand new set of leather couch seating. And so when I enter the den, I'm like super disappointed the leather's coming from that instead of a room full of tech. <laughs> I mean, you walk in the room, you're like, oh, I smell a new saddle. And it's the couch. Boring. Um, Lara has uh, her horse submitted a problem. My name is Davina and I'm a Westphalen mare and I've outgrown my fifth saddle. So my human like needs to sell a kidney or give up on finding a used one that fits and just buy me a damn custom one. But she's like <laughs> dragging her feet. Oh my God, that would be so annoying. <laughs> uh, Lorreen has a great one. Uh, this is her horse. Uh, Lorreen says, hi, my name is Bramble. Oh, I, gotta do it. I wonder if her horse has a New Jersey accent. I oh, would go to. with yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bramble and I'm a quarter horse and my problem is I love my vet and I want to see him all of the time. (laughs) And my mom gets like really mad 
but I think she's just jealous of the relationship and affection that I have for my vet. (laughs) (laughs) I've had those horses. I'm like, you got to be worse to my horse because they like you too much. We're seeing paying you too much. Um, Jenny's horse has a problem. Hi, my name is Wednesday and I'm a spotted saddle horse. And my problem is my mom like wants me to gate, but I've had all winter off and I'm like fat. (laughs) (laughs) Robin's horse has a problem. My name is Diva. These names are hilarious. My name is Diva. I'm being very good and very selective about which one will I comment on for International Women's Day. Did you notice that? Yes. You're doing great. I mean, I'm I'm sitting on my hands, but I'm doing fine. (laughs) Yes. Uh, My name is Diva, and I'm a Percheron mare, and my human thinks it's necessary to wrap my hay in this net thing with these (laughs) tiny holes. P.S. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. (laughs) (laughs) Scooter gets that too, the slow feed hate nets, and he hates them. He rips at them, tries to rip them down. He does everything he can to tear that thing apart. My border horse, Luna, has one and her round bale. She's out with pink and, and Luna, God, she gets so mad. It's like wrapped all around the round bale. And she paws and like throws her shoulder into it. Like, round oh bale is worse. You're looking at the, all that hay and you can't get to it. Oh, it's the worst. But you know what's saving me a ton of money? Because she just vacuums. She's like a hoover. <laughs> and then she's huge. Um Stephanie says, my horse has a giant bright arena, which means amazing putting to work in now, but like a giant arena means riding with other horses and all he wants to do is like talk to the other horses and play with them. (laughs) She has a three-year-old. April says, I found the most beautiful emerald green saddle pad and matching brow band, but it's in England. I, she, she shared it with me and it is, I, I would like to have it too. I feel like we should go to England and get it. Let's go. Um, Kristen, who we talked about before, the one who does not like the bling. Kristen says it is going to be a bright. Didn't she live in like North Dakota or something crazy? Like why up? It's real. Yeah, I think love. so. Yeah. Like the Vex now and not North Dakota, but uh, she says it's going to be a bright, warm, sunny evening and it's perfect for riding, but I have to haul cattle for the farm that lets me board my horses for free. <laughs> Nobody feels sorry for you. <laughs> Load up work. the work. God. Brenna says, and her horse has a problem. And her horse says, my name is Simon and I'm an Arabian. And my problem is that my mom forgot to bring me carrots. So like I had to eat treats out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very Arabian. Like, yeah, it's like processed. I want organic carrots. <laughs> TJ says, after six weeks of not being ridden, I was still able to safely ride cash bareback with just a lead rope. Oh, what a boring horse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kimberly's horse has a problem. Oh, this is sad. My name is Guinness and I'm a Dutch warm blood. And my problem is that the puppy always gets treats and I don't. And it's not fair. (laughs) Courtney has a horse with a problem and and it's my name is spring and I'm a thoroughbred. And my problem is that my mom gave me all of February off. Um, so now when she comes, I just expect to get fed or groomed every time I see her. But now she like wants me to work and I didn't agree to this new schedule. <laughs> and she keeps saying something about horse shows and, oh, <laughs> 
Love it. Love it. And finally, Danny has a horse with a problem. My name is Evie, and I'm a 10-month-old Dutch Wormblood that my mom bought as a dressage prospect. But she didn't realize that my uncle competed in the 2012 Olympics for eventing, and I want to be exactly like him. I jump out of everything. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> I get 10 months old, that. she has a long road to hoe there. <laughs> I think they just, no, because Stanley jumped out as a baby. Like he jumped out of his pasture all the time. And it was so annoying. And I'd have to go over to the neighbors to get him because he would jump out and not, not know how to jump back in. And so I'd have to go over and lead. That's how he learned to lead as a baby was, I would just have to lead him all around the whole property after we weaned him. And, um, he just quit. He just kind of quit doing it. Hmm. Like, I think they get bigger and it gets harder. <laughs> so hang in there, sister. We It'll did have quit. a, we had a big 18 hand gray one that we bought one time. I know Jennifer bought it. I forget. It was a jumping horse and, and we got it uh, for resale or something. And that horse, they warned us. They warned us when we bought it and we kind of didn't believe them, you know, because it was a big gray and it jumped everything. Well, it actually could jump everything, like every fence in the farm. And it would just go hopping from field to field. Oh, my gosh. What do you do in the habits? Well, we ended up having to put it, we ended up having to raise the fence. And in one section of the field, put hot wire up about 10 feet. Uh, And uh, then... like. We ended up, giraffe sensing. Yeah, we ended up, and this horse literally, when you're riding him, could jump anything. I mean, because he could jump the fence. He could jump anything he wanted to. So uh, we ended up selling him, and the guy that bought him was a handicapped rider. This horse was 18 hands. Uh, was a handicapped rider that was knew he was going to – he only had like a couple years to live, this guy. And he loved jumping, and he needed a push-button jumping horse. And he loved that horse till the day he died. And so the horse ended up where he was supposed to be, but they couldn't put turn him out. He had to be in and or hand walked because he wouldn't stay in anything. <laughs> oh stay. my god, that's exhausting. <laughs> but the, he loved that horse. You know how we always say that horses sometimes end up where they're supposed to be. Well, that horse ended up where I even forget his name. It was so long ago. But that horse would jump anything. It was the biggest gray horse I've ever seen. <laughs> so, well, um, I would like to remind people that um, according to my husband. And at this point, I'm opening negotiations Um, (laughs) that the world famous with his very own hashtag, hashtag damn it, Zeus, Zeus the Mustang can be yours. (laughs) He he is um, to save my marriage. (laughs) If any listeners are really excited about having a Mustang, he's yours. He has only had, like, like I said, EMS. He can escape anything. He did have one bout of laminitis, so he has three degree rotation, but it doesn't make him unsound. Um, Anything else, honey, that you want to talk about with Zeus? Oh, he can't Um, say those words on the air. (laughs) Yeah. What'd you say? I, he's, he's so good looking. He's so pretty. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you know, turn give him over to one of these uh, Mustang rescues that turn him out in 500 acres, but he'd eat himself to death. Oh, uh, he would. And, and, and like I told you, like, he's not really for, like, I, I, nobody could deal with this horse besides somebody who's dealt with him for seven years, you know, six years. He is a challenge. So, he's a challenge. As oh a horse God. husband, I, I'm with Chad on this one. He's just getting worse. So the problem is he's just getting worse. Like he's getting more demanding and more of an ass pain, like more of a, like when you bring him in, he starts banging on the stalls to get out and you put him out and he will, we have these metal gates, pipe gates, and he will slam his feet on the pipe gates to get back in. <laughs> like, 
what is happening here? Like, what do you want? Do you, you don't want to go out. You don't want to go in. And like, I think he would be happy if you fed him all the time, but you can't feed him all the time. Here's the one good thing that he does is he is terrified of electric fence. Like, terrified of it you can open the gate and try to ride him through it and you almost have to get off and lead him through it <laughs> so he does stay in electric fence really well but that's it <laughs> well i you know i don't know i don't know and you do you do you think they get frustrated when they can't talk to us and that, that we don't understand what they're saying they're obviously saying something i th- absolutely do i understand what he's saying and he is a, tr- a mind of survive which is like i need to eat food and he just wants food and he's learned if he bangs on something he'll get attention and what happens is that he bangs on something and my dog zinny goes over and starts barking at him and then i go have to go over and i have to get zinny and then he has my attention you know like it's so it's i'm exhausted talking about it (laughs) i this horse. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Well, if you would like to be the but yeah, owner there of it is. escape That's artist my... Mustang, contact Jamie. <laughs> horse he's horse famous. Horse. I mean, he's like, uh, you can have uh, lots of fun. Uh, the, 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 the thing is, for real, like, I love riding him. He's so fun. Like, I can, I can put him in a trailer and take him anywhere and hop on him, and he is just the So for a couple same. hours a week, he's a joy. He's a blast. <laughs> You're riding him, but every every other hour moment, of the week. <laughs> yeah, every other moment sucks. <laughs> if anybody has anything that they would like to, uh, any advice they can give me, or no, for real, like somebody wants him <laughs> at this point, we we can talk. Jamie wants to stay married for another week. So, I like yeah. my husband. Yeah, you gotta uh, stay married till we not. come out and visit sometime. I, I like hanging out with Chad. You can't dump him yet, or he can't dump I, you yet. It would be the no, it would not be yeah, me dumping yeah. him. He no, would it would be the other way. <laughs> because of the whole- <laughs> you're never gonna find anybody to put up with you again. So you better no. hang out with that. I know. All right, that's it for today. Hang on, auditors. We're gonna chat about Jamie's weekend in the post show. All right, spay and neuter geld. Tomorrow is Endurance Day with Karen. You're on the show talking endurance riding.